What's going on, Giants fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Say Hey Podcast, the podcast that is home to all things Giants baseball. Folks, before we dive into today's show, I would like to take a moment to let you know that you can find the Say Hey Podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what you're hearing, then don't be afraid to subscribe. If you really like the show, then make sure to leave a review, but most importantly, make sure to spread the word. With that being said, let's dive right in. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Say Hey Podcast. This is actually episode number two, to be exact. Uh, if you made it here, then you must have heard something that you liked uh, from last. I think it was, well, I tried to upload the episode on Wednesday. Didn't end up working out, but episode one is up. Uh, if you want to go ahead and listen to that, I did a quick recap of the Giants beating the Astros in extra innings, uh, game two of this series. And I wish I could tell you I'm about to do a breakdown of another Giants win, but sadly, that is just not the case. Folks, if you watch the game today, that is Wednesday, August 12th. I just got done watching the game. Uh, the Giants could not come up with another win. It was a rough game to watch. The Astros won 5-1 to in the final game of the three-game series. Uh on this 10-game road trip now for the Giants, they are going to be coming back home uh, with a 3-7 and seven record. Uh, tomorrow, Thursday, they're going to be getting the day off. Uh, and then following that off day, they're going to be coming back home to face the Oakland A's. And unfortunately for the Giants, uh, this matchup will not be much easier than the Houston Astros matchup, uh, considering the fact that the A's right now not only lead the American League in wins, their record is 13-3 and as of Wednesday, but that's also uh, the record that leads the entire league. Um, so it's definitely going to be a tough battle of the Bay this time around. Uh, but you know what? If there's anything that I've seen from this Giants team this year uh, is that they really don't go down quietly as people think. Uh, but before we go ahead and break down that matchup, let's go ahead and just recap uh, today's game. So like I said, the Astros were able to come away with the win here, 5-1. Uh, to one. Zach Greinke had a phenomenal game. He pitched 6.1 uh, innings, only gave up one earned. He got seven strikeouts and only gave up one walk. Uh, if you were watching the game live, there was actually a very, very uh, funny, very interesting um, event I would say that happened on the mound for Granky. Uh, Mauricio Dubon, this was in the seventh inning. Mauricio Dubon was up to bat for us. And I guess Granky, not I guess, uh, the ump definitely blew a call for Granky. I'll admit it. The, there was a strike that was right on the outside corner um, that should definitely have been called a strike. Uh, unfortunately for Granky, it was called a ball. Uh, I was definitely taken back by it. Anyways, um, as the inning progressed, Granky started shouting at his catcher while Mauricio Dubon was in the box and Granky had his foot on the rubber. It wasn't like Granky was stepping off and having a mound visit um, with his catcher, but he was literally on the mound. Everyone was ready for a live ball and he was screaming at his catcher. Uh, 
no, I want the other pitch. I want the pitch that comes after one. It was these really, really um, blatant phrases that everyone could figure out what he was pitching. I guess he was just so confident that he was going to be able to get Dubon out, which he did. Uh, and then all of a sudden, right after that, you could see Dusty Baker coming out where he's like, well, I mean, my mindset would be if I was Dusty Baker, you we can't have you be screaming out what pitches you're going to be pitching. Um, so as soon as that happened, Granky was then taken out. Um, and he looked like he had some choice words. Um, the reason why I'm just harping on this so much is because it was probably one of the most entertaining points of the game. But if we look at our lineup here, uh, Mike Ustremski definitely was the MVP for us. He, in four bats, had three hits, including a triple in the first inning. Um, and Alex Dickerson, who batted second, uh, was able to knock him home. And that was pretty much the most action we got all game. He had that one hit uh, that scored the only RBI of the game. Wil- Wilmer Flores was batting third in four bats, uh, was able to come away with zero hits, uh, but no strikeouts. Uh, Wilmer Flores is definitely someone that I'm keeping my eye on simply just because of how hard he hits the ball. Even when he hits the ball foul, um, it just looks like such a hard line drive. The quality of contact is definitely there for him. I expect to see some hits fall for him, uh, and I expect him to be getting on base a lot more. Brandon Belt uh, definitely was not pretty. He was able to walk away with a, with a hit in four at-bats, but the other three at-bats resulted in a strikeout. Uh, he finished the game with a 135 batting average on the season. Definitely frustrating to see how he's uh, performing offensively. Evan Longoria, four at-bats, zero hits, one strikeout. Hunter Pence, four at-bats, zero hits, one strikeout. Brandon Crawford, you guessed it, four at-bats. Actually came away with one hit, but also had a strikeout. Uh, and Tyler Heineman, who had a pass ball in this game, it was resulted in a wild pitch, um, which eventually uh, scored a run, but I thought it was a pass ball in my opinion. But I do not control the scorebooks. Uh, I just talk about Giants baseball. And then Mauricio Dubon, batting ninth in three at-bats, walked away with zero hits as well with a strikeout. So the Giants as a whole uh, struck out nine times. Like I mentioned earlier, Granke had a really, really quality start. I wish I could say the same for our pitching staff, but it was quite the journey uh, throughout the entire game. Our starter, Trevor Cahill, who, as I mentioned uh, in the previous episode, episode one, he started for the first time in a Giants uniform in 2020, and it was quite the, um, I'm going to say, awkward outing for him. He had 1.2 innings pitch. Uh, I kind of had a feeling that he might have been on a pitch count considering it was his first outing of the season and he was coming back from injury. Kind of makes sense, but I thought he was going to be able to go more than two or three innings. Unfortunately, he could only go 1.2 innings. However, he did not give up a hit or a run, but he walked four and struck out two. Luckily, those four walks didn't result in any damage. Uh, Sean Anderson came in as the first reliever of the day, only pitched 0.1 innings, and that was it for Sean. And then it got pretty interesting, pretty lively for the Astros uh, bats after that. Derek Rodriguez came back for the first time in the 2020 season. He was also coming back from injury. He pitched 2.1 innings, gave up three hits, one earned, two walks, and a K. The number one positive thing that people are talking about with Derek Rodriguez is that his velocity was highest as it's been since past September. And then after that, Caleb Berrigar. I don't know how to pronounce that last name. It's definitely a nightmare. Um, That's kind of where everything 
uh, went from bad to worse. He only pitched 0.2 innings, gave up four hits, four earned runs, uh, including a home run. But to be fair, he came in with the bases loaded. He kind of had to try to clean up Derek Rodriguez's mess. Unfortunately, he was unsuccessful. After that, Sam Selman came in to relief. He only pitched one inning, gave up two hits, uh, was able to get a strikeout, and that was done. And that was it for his day. And Jarlin Garcia, to be honest, I actually never heard of this guy. He pitched as good of a first inning you could have. He only pitched, like I said, only pitched one and gave up zero hits, zero earned runs, and also had a strikeout. And then Wandy Peralta was our last pitcher of the day, pitched one inning and two strikeouts. Definitely an improvement from his previous outings. If you fell asleep... Uh, during me breaking down all of our pitchers, that's an appropriate response. Don't worry, I'm not mad. This was definitely a game to miss if you did miss it. Uh, and that's why you have me, and that's why you listen to me, so I can go ahead and give you a quick breakdown, tell you what you missed, which wasn't a lot, uh, but some improvements to take away here. Like I said, Yaz walked away with three hits. He won't stop hitting. His average is at 3.14 uh, now on the season, so that's really encouraging. Uh, the biggest takeaway for me in this game is... It really, really hurts when we're uh, unable to put Donovan Solano in the lineup and Austin Slater. Unfortunately, uh, I don't have the most up-to-date news, but Donovan Solano is dealing with an injury. It's some type of abdominal strain or abdominal soreness. And then Austin Slater is also dealing with some kind of injury. Like I said, I'm not completely up-to-date on that, but I'll be able uh, to get the news out as soon as I hear something. But yeah, not a lot of positives. It wasn't like last night's game. It was definitely a mood changer. I think the most frustrating part is that the Giants were winning for the first five innings of the game. The Giants were winning one to nothing with that uh, Yaz triple and the Alex Dickerson RBI. But after that, uh, the next action didn't come until the bottom of the fifth, and that's when Houston uh, pretty much sealed the deal. And unfortunately for the Giants, they are going to be walking away uh, losers from the series. Okay, as I mentioned earlier, uh, once the Giants come back uh, from their off day tomorrow, uh, they come back home to Oracle Park, they will be taking on the A's. Uh, the first game of the series is going to be Frankie Montas versus Johnny Cueto. Uh, to be honest, I really don't think Johnny Cueto has had a horrible season. He's 1-0 with a 5.40 ERA. Uh, but about Johnny Cueto is that if you've watched his outings so far this season, you can see that he definitely keeps the hitters off balance. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys watched his last outing against the Dodgers, but he was able to pitch a no-hitter against the Dodgers into the 6th or 7th inning, I believe. But then the no-hitter was broken up. Uh, unfortunately, by Hunter Pence losing the ball in the lights, and ultimately, Cueto would go on to lose the game. So, I think the key here for this first game is for Cueto to continue to keep the batters uh, off balance because Frankie Montas has been one of the best pitchers, not only in the American League, but also in the majors. Uh, he, so far, has a 2-1 record with a 1.57 ERA. If Johnny Cueto can keep the Oakland A's batters off balance, which has not been an easy task to do for opposing pitchers so far this season. We might have a shot at competing in this game. Unfortunately, I'm not sure if this game is necessarily in our favor. Uh, I would much rather watch the second game we have lined up, and that is Jesus Lazardo for the A's um, against Kevin Gosman, my favorite player on the Giants right now currently. Folks, Gosman for us currently has a 
0-1 record with a 4.05 ERA. However, that does not necessarily, in my opinion, illustrate how well he's been doing. Um, in the last episode, I talked about how well he did against the Dodgers. I think he really got screwed over by Gabe Kapler. Um, just to touch on uh, a little bit what he did, he was able to pitch six innings and have seven strikeouts uh, with zero earned runs against uh, Los Angeles. Uh, and not to mention, he was reaching upwards of 99 miles per hour with his fastball that had pretty dominant movement. So I'm excited to see him come out again for Game 2. And then the A's have Jesus Lazardo, who's their young stud. Well, well, one of their young stud. They all they have multiple young studs. This team is pretty stacked. Um, so far this season, Lazardo has a 1-0 record with a 2.60 ERA. Another uh, tough pitcher for the A's. There's a reason why the A's have the most wins. Uh, in the MLB, it's because not only f- they're hitting, but their pitching is also pretty phenomenal. This is definitely going to be one of the toughest, ba- excuse me, toughest matchups so far this season. Um, but it'll also be pretty exciting. Uh, if you had to choose one game to watch, then the game two against the A's, I think, in my opinion, will be the best game to watch for us. Gosman will definitely give us some kind of chance to be competitive. I know I mentioned a little bit that about Johnny Cueto, but this is definitely more solidified, uh, whereas Johnny Cueto, I'm just hopeful. All right, moving on to the last game of the series. Do they play three? Yeah, they play three. They also, so, man, dude, the A's have a three-headed monster. So they have Frankie Montas, Jesus Lazardo, and then they have Sean Manaya, who honestly hasn't been doing that great uh, on the season, he has an 0-2 record with an ERA of 9. So that's pretty promising. So, okay, actually, all right, I'm going to call it now. I think the Giants have a shot at walking away from this series uh, with two wins from this three-game series uh, because Logan Webb is on the mound for us. Uh, I know he did not have the most stellar outing against the Houston Astros, but so far, Logan Webb is 1-1. One one. That's his record, and he has a 2.81 ERA. I think he's actually done pretty phenomenal. His fastball gets up to anywhere from mid, mid to low 90s, you know, 93 to 95 miles per hour, which honestly surprised me when I watched him the other day. So this is pretty competitive, in my opinion. I think... Okay, you know, I, I I'm probably I'm probably just being too hopeful, but I think I'm I'm calling it right now. This is my bold take. I think the Giants have a legitimate shot of walking away with two wins. The first, besides the first game, which is probably going to be the toughest, I think our next two pitchers, Kevin Gosman and Logan Webb, could give us a serious serious chance uh, at walking away winning the series. All right, folks, that's probably going to be it for today's episode. You're a part of history. Episode number two of the Say Hey Podcast. Thank you so much for staying this long. If you have, all two of you, probably just my girlfriend and my mom, love you guys so much. Love the support that you give me uh, and following my dreams. Who knows what's going to happen. Anyways, folks, again, thank you so much for stopping by to the Say Hey Podcast. I know I mentioned in my first episode that I am going to try to be posting three times a week. However, I just don't know if that is... Uh, gonna be as possible as I thought so be on the lookout for episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays and I'm definitely going to be keeping you updated this is definitely a process for me starting my own podcast doing a one-man show Uh, so far I'm having fun and I hope you are too folks like I said enjoy your off day like the Giants are going to be enjoying their off day tomorrow and most importantly go Giants